Greetings, everybody. My name is Maggie Cavanaugh. I'm here today with an amazing guest, Trudy Simmons. And I am so excited to have her. Uh, we're going to talk about some important stuff. Yes, very happy to have you here. And I would like to um, talk about the importance of media in getting the word of God out to the people and getting their hands. And Trudy is a specialist at this. And I just want to read a little bit of her bio to you guys because very impressive. Okay. And it goes on and on and on. So I'm just going to read you a little snippet here, which Dr. Trudy uh, is the owner and CEO of TAS Productions, LLC, which produces the Christian view. And you heard that right. The Christian view, not the view. Okay. We want God's perspective. And I love that title uh, television show and the Christian view online magazine. Dr. Trudy serves as the host and executive producer of the Christian view publisher of Christian view online magazine. And she has been married since 1997 and a mom since 2006 with two children. Uh, Dr. Trudy is an ordained minister. And let me put these on here. There we go. An evangelist, teacher, speaker, columnist, uh, and the list goes on and on. Blogger, radio talk show. I mean, she literally does it all. Uh, she's an, oh, a nutritionist. Nice. I know she's an athlete, so this is great. Trainer, life coach, pastoral counselor. And uh, prior to the Christian View, she pr um, produced and was the host of Everyday Living with Dr. Trudy, a television talk show filmed in Atlanta. And Dr. Trudy is an av avid athlete, having completed numerous Ironman Try a off, try a Yeah, can't even say it. <laughs> that thing that I will never do. <laughs> yeah, say that five times and uh, and see what happens. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I just I just completed my twelfth Ironman, and my goal was to do twelve Ironman by the time I was fifty, so that I could go race Kona, which is the world championship. Um, and I just finished. Um. In November, my twelfth one. So I'm supposed to go this October to run in the championship Ironman, which is in Kona. So wow. actually happens with you know everything else being put on hold, but we know God has a plan and His timing is is absolutely perfect. So we'll yeah. see. Yes, His timing is for the viewers that aren't familiar with that, because I know that it is a major accomplishment to do this Ironman thing. Okay, so you are like Iron Woman. <laughs> I don't know. It's a whole lot of dedication. It, it, it is a lot of dedication, a lot of discipline. So the whole race is 140 miles and you start with swimming two and a half miles and then you run 100. And, I mean, then you bike 112 and then you run a marathon. Um, but if there's just a lot, it's a lot of discipline, a lot of um, self-sacrifice, a lot of family sacrifice. If you have a family, um, you know, but I was always told growing up that I never could, you know, the word can't was always spoken over me. And so, you know, God had other plans for me. So running those races kind of to me like a, a reflection of running my race for the Lord and all those hindrances that people placed over me fall off when I'm training and when I'm disciplined and when I cross the finish line, I like to explain it um, like this, Maggie, you're, you're running through the shoot and it's about, less than a half a mile run and it's lined with people on either side and they're cheering for you. You might not even know them and they're giving you high fives and then you cross the finish line and Mike Riley says, 
you know, your name, Trudy Simmons, you are an Iron Man. And I think about that as we run our race for the Lord, we're running along and people are high-fiving us, they're encouraging us, they're, they're pushing us on. When we feel like we can't go anymore, they're, they're giving us that extra push we need. And then we cross the finish line into heaven and Jesus is sitting there and saying, well done, Trudy, you did it. You know, you are a child of God and you finished strong. And so those races just remind me of just the, the ability we have in Jesus Christ to run in the natural, what he's called us to run, and then also in the supernatural. Wow, what a great correlation, because it is true. I mean, you know, there are times here on earth where we have got to press and persevere and keep going, and the struggle is real. And you know, we do have the body of Christ around us cheering us on. And, you know, I love that analogy. Um, it, I mean, it is. The, the struggle is real, and, and the pain is real. I mean, Sometimes I look at this this virus that we're in, and it's kind of like we're on mile 17 of a marathon. Our bodies hurt, and we're tired. We're weary. We've been out all day, but we know that there's an end, and we have to stay focused, and we have to stay strong, and push through the pain, push through the uncertainty, just to make it to the other side. You know, and so for any, you know, we're those people who are struggling right now. You know, at home in shelter. You know, we're almost there, and we have to stay strong, and we have to stay focused, and that focus. For me, and the race was my finish line. But our focus as believers is Jesus Christ. And if we keep ourselves focused on him through all this uncertainty, we're going to finish well. That is so true. And, you know, that reminds me of in the scriptures whenever they're in the boat and they're so fearful and so stressed out. And as long as, you know, their eyes were fixed on the Lord, things shift and change. And this is a season where we have to stay, you know, like water walking. I mean, seriously, I mean, keeping our faith at a level where we trust God, regardless of what happens in the circumstances, whether we get toilet paper or whether we don't get toilet paper. That's right. Yeah. You know? And I do love that that scripture because you know every time Peter took his eyes off the Lord, what did he do? He started yeah. to sing. And, yeah. and that and that's in you know he was in fear. And so that's how a lot of us are today. If we take our eyes off him, we do we start to sink in fear or we stay paralyzed in fear. And and God is just saying, keep your eyes on me. I am I am the main prize. Keep your eyes on me and, and I will get you through this. Now, did I understand you correctly whenever you said you grew up with people telling that you that you can't or can? What was that? It was can't. So um, I grew up with a learning disability and a speech impediment and um, pretty much was considered the, the least likely to succeed. In fact, one of my teachers in high school said, You'll never make it through college, you know, just get a job out of college, get married and have someone take care of you. And, you know, growing up with a learning disability and speech impediment and then abuse and dysfunction, I just was always told you'll never be able to. Um, so I walked around with labels on me, rejection, you know, depression, you'll never amount to anything, you're no good. Um, but those were all the labels that the world put on me. And yes. I finally realized the labels that Christ put on me, I was able to overcome. And I was also told I was never going to be able to run more than three miles because um, my knees weren't strong enough to support my body. And um, lo and behold, God had a different plan. So, um, you know, for all those people who've heard, you know, spoken of your life, you won't be able to or you can't. I mean, the devil is a liar. Amen. And God has all the victory and glory because we can through Jesus Christ. 
Amen. That is so true. And that is, you know, absolutely. And I think a lot of times, and even like Peter, when I looking down, that's what the world does to us. It gets us to where we can't even hold our head up, you know, whenever we're young in high school or teens. And I went through all kinds of dysfunction, so I can totally relate to that. But, you know, that whole mindset of looking down and not even having, and, and, the, and the word says that he's the lifter of our head, you know? And so, and when you were talking, I was thinking about like Les Brown, okay? Les Les Brown, everybody knows who Les Brown is. And if you don't, y'all need to Google Les Brown because he's just an amazing motivator. Same type of thing, labels put on him. And he broke right. out of that. Chris Tomlin, you know, yes. he was told by a music professor, hey, you might want to do something different besides this music gig. And look at the worship songs. And now Dr. Treaty, with all this amazing stuff that you bring to the body of Christ, all because you chose to say, Lord, I'm going to let you define me. Right. And I, I have to say, it wasn't easy. I mean, it wasn't an easy journey. And I think a lot of most people would agree that it wasn't an easy journey. You had to decide, you know, on a daily, sometimes moment by moment uh, basis, what you were going to believe. Were you going to be the, believe the lies or are you going to believe what God said? And then even when those days when it doesn't look like you're succeeding or you're making a difference, you know, that's again where you have to choose God's way or the world's way and it, and it gets hard i mean joyce myers talks about the battlefield of the mind mm -hmm. and it truly is a battlefield and we've got to learn and it took me it took me a long time to take every thought captive i mean abuse held me down for well into my i want to say 20s uh, 27 28 um and even now maggie sometimes those familiar spirits will come back in and try to start to weigh me down and i have to you know say you know that is not of god and i have to know how to fight and speak those words of life over my life and the situation versus agreeing with the death that the devil's trying to get me to speak. Amen. You know, you, you touched on a couple of very important things you touched on. And man, they could all be broadcast all by themselves. I mean, familiar spirits and the lies of the enemy and replacing the truth of God's word to our lives. And it is a struggle. It's not like we wake up one day and go, oh, OK, we're healed. It is a journey. I use the analogy of an onion, you know, the layers upon layers upon layers. And, you know, I am 50. Wait, how old am I? I'm just going to be I'm real transparent. I am 56 years old. OK, and my healing journey started in my early 30s. And right. so I am still getting revelation and healing in certain areas of things that I just simply wasn't ready to deal with. And so we don't like all of a sudden, you know, I, I believe in a balanced, blessed whole life. I believe that Jesus died for us to have wholeness. But that wholeness is defined based on where we're at and what he's doing in our lives. And he uses it all, the good, the bad and the ugly. Exactly. And one thing you want to always make sure of is that you're not comparing yourself to someone else's journey. Oh, because girl, come on. That'll preach. Come on. Talk to the audience. To compare ourselves, especially now with social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, where, you know, stop scrolling. Just just stop scrolling and, and let the Lord say, well done. You're doing a great job. You're not where you used to be. You're not where you want to be, but you're on your way. And it's OK, because I think healing is kind of like the Ironman that I do. It is a journey. It is a journey. You think you get to one place and you're feeling strong. Well, guess what? Something comes along to trip you up that it shows you another weak part of weak part of your soul that the Lord wants to heal. And then you get back up and you start training again and you keep going because God wants every part to be healed and not not just some of it. And so I think like, I, you know, it's the comparison trap can get us stuck. 
you know, thinking, wow, she's younger than I am. And she had, you know, look at all she's done. And, and that's just the enemy. It's just right. the enemy. We're just focused on one person, an audience of one. And I, I, I'm bad at that sometimes. I don't know about you, but I start scrolling. <laughs> I, I got to stop. I got to put it down because I got to protect what I, what's what I'm putting into my head. And just because someone else is successful doesn't mean you can't be successful as well. That is so very true. So very true. And, you know, social media does uh, for the younger, especially, you know, when I think about the young girls and they're looking at, you know, she's pretty and, and, you know, da, 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 da. Comparison is such a trap because we are fearfully and wonderfully made and God wants us to be the same or he would have gave us all the same fingerprint. And so, you know, I just, it's just so hard. And I, over the years, and I'm sure that you have ministered to a lot of women as well who get stuck in this mindset of, you know, I'll never measure up. And it's just a lie. You know, it's a, the progress. There's beauty in the progress. It's not yeah. about the destination. Yes, the destination is heaven. But while we're here, we're growing from glory to glory to glory. So, wow. Well, it sounds yeah. like to me that um, you, the Lord has done some really amazing things in your life. And thank you for being so transparent about having abuse and, and learning disabilities and things like that. So for those of you watching this, you need to understand, you know, we don't just wake up and say, okay, I'm Dr. Trudy with the TV show. She has traveled that journey and God has restored some things along the way. And no matter what your journey looks like, God is working in you today. And if your success is, is, you know, uh, being a mom, there's a whole lot to be said about that. Uh, I remember being a young mother, always thinking, you know, oh, got to have a career. I got to have this. I got to have that. You are at the right place at the right time. And God is willing to work with you on whatever direction that you head, as long as it's his will. So seek him on that. That's real exciting. So Trudy, let's talk about the Christian view. Okay. First of yeah. all, I love the title. How did this isn't that, come about? Isn't that great? It's, um, you know, I, um, it's, there's a long backstory with the Christian view, but I'm so, so blessed and thankful. So the Christian View has been going on. We're on our sixth season. We're finishing up our sixth season. Um, and it is based on the view, the secular view. And um, we take today's hot topics and we weigh them against God's word because God does have a word. And we want people to know what the word says about um, anxiety, depression, abortion, homosexuality, you name it. We, we want people to know what God's word says because a lot of people right or wrong, don't know how to go to scripture and find the answers for themselves. So we want to encourage people along the way on how to do that. Um, but so I think seven years ago, you know, the number seven is completion. And seven years ago, I went to this radio, the TV station, and I wanted to start the Christian view. Well, I didn't have the money to start the Christian view. And so someone else started it um, seven years ago. Um, and three years ago, that person called me and said, would you want to be part of the Christian view? So I came on as a host. And then a year later, she's like, I'm ready to retire from the Christian view. And so it makes me just think about God's goodness. You know, I had the vision seven years ago, but you know, it was the scripture that says God, God gives us houses we do not build, you know, so he gave it back to me. It was my vision birthed many, many years ago. And someone else ran with it and then he, he gave it back to me. So I've been the executive producer and host for the last two years. And it's, it's been amazing. And it's funny because I was the shy little girl in the back of the room who never raised her hand, the one who had a speech impediment, you know, the one that was said you'd never mount anything. 
And I remember I was standing, I was 19 and I was at a crossroad and I was like struggling with depression. And I said, Lord, I really need to know you love me. I really need to feel your love. Otherwise there's no point in me living. And I was really ready to, to end it all there. And, and I said, Lord, if I can just hear that you love me, I will share it all over the world. And now I get to do that. I get to share God's word. You know, the Christian view is on 15 different networks. We're all over the U.S. and London and Australia, India, Russia. We're all over the place and we get to share what God's word says and his love. And I just just he's such a faithful father. You know, he really is. Yes. I love the fact that he took, you know, there, there's a saying that, you know, God will take our mess and turn it into a message. And the fact that yes. you have a speech impediment and now you're a TV host, it's like, <laughs> go, God. Uh -huh. It's like his seal yes. of approval of here. This is how I made you, you know, and how mm -hmm. he sees us. I love that. So what's some of the hot topics that you guys are talking about right now? You know, we have been doing a lot of COVID-19, how to, how to stay out of fear, how to stay out of anxiety. How is this affecting relationships, you know, with husbands and wives as they're, um, you know, in home right now, you know, not able to get out. How is it affecting the moms and the kids? You know, we're talking a lot about that. But prior to a lot of our hot topics, you know, what was abortion? That was huge. We did a one with um, Alveda King, Dr. Alveda King on how to conquer racism. And um, we've done gender neutrality. We've, I mean, we've covered them all. Oh, um, depression. We've covered suicide. Um, we've talked about the Holy Spirit and how he is still alive and active today. We've had um, one of my favorites is on miracle signs and wonders and that God is still the God of miracles today. He's still the God of signs and wonders today. You know, and sometimes we forget. And so we're not looking. But Maggie, just that you and I can do this on social media is a miracle because God knew that we would need this for such a time as this. And so to me, this is a miracle. And so it may not be a healing miracle, but I've seen those too. And so little miracles, big miracles, God still is doing that today. So that was one of my favorite. And then the other one was just talking about the Holy Spirit and how he empowers us to, to, to be his hands and feet. Hmm. Absolutely. And that is exactly, you know, what what we do whenever we speak, whenever we write, whenever we, you know, produce something or go Facebook live or whatever is just to speak what God is speaking. And I think that a lot of times that people don't feel like they have something to offer. So right. you talk to the audience a little bit about those people that might be watching this thinking, well, you know, yeah, you're an overcomer, but I'm an extrovert or nobody wants to hear what I have to say or whatever. What would you say to those people, Trudy? You know, that's interesting because what they, I would say to them is probably what I'm going to say to myself because I've, I've struggled with those same things and I'm sure you have too. Yep. You know, there are so many people who've accomplished so much more and I am not an extrovert. I am an introvert and, um, when I get on Facebook Live, I'm a little nervous. I'm like, okay, Lord, are you going to show up? You know, we know that he will. But I think everybody, if we're, if we're spending time in God's word, we're spending time in prayer and worship and praise. And he has done, he's gotten you out of bed today. You have a message. You have something that is going to resonate with someone else. And it might just be the lifeline that they need to make it to their next step. So don't ever believe the lie that you have nothing to say or that because you're not everybody needs to be an inter, an extrovert, you know, loud and crazy. Some where we see from someone who is more gentle and, and a little bit more calm. And so 
Don't compare yourself. Don't believe the lie of the enemy. Stay in God's word and you do have something to offer. If you're living and breathing, I think it's uh, Real Talk Kim says, if you've got a pulse, God's got a plan for you. <laughs> you can say in God's will and share what God's doing. We all have a testimony to share. Yes. Yes. That's powerful. That is so powerful. So as far as uh, your coaching, let's talk about that a little bit, because I know yeah. that you've been a counselor for years. And are you still a practicing counselor in the Atlanta area? I, I'm still practicing counseling in the Atlanta area part time right now. You know, we are all here in Atlanta still on lockdown and I do have a four year old and a 14 and we are doing homeschooling. So I am counseling and coaching via Zoom right now. So I went from full-time to part-time through this season, but still counseling and coaching. And I, I love it. I mean, I love helping people set their goals and accomplish their goals. I love, you know, Maggie, I love helping people walk from, I wanna say prison to freedom because when you're in bondage, you're in prison. When you're believing a lie from the enemy, you're in prison. And one of my, my main goals to help people out of bondage and into freedom, out of prison, and into freedom. I mean, that's what we're called to do. And so my life coaching is called kingdom coaching and it's all kingdom keys from heaven to kind of move you along in your spiritual walk, because that's where the foundation is. It's where you are spiritually, your rock, where's your, where's your, where's your, where's your foundation. And then we, we grow from there. Wow. I absolutely love that. I, Cause I am about, I am Freedom is like my favorite thing <laughs> and so many people because I was in bondage myself. And mm -hmm. I remember in 2005 when the Lord had me move from uh, the Orlando area to Murfreesboro, I seen the word free in the middle of Murfreesboro. And whenever I came there and up until a couple of years ago, uh, I was connected with a local church here and we were doing something called Freedom Weekends. And mm -hmm. they addressed a lot of the things that you've been talking about, the chains that we wear and that we pick up the world puts on us uh you know some by our own choices some by circumstances and you know all of the things and we would go through several of the topics that we alluded to uh forgiveness soul ties um yes. you know familiar spirits things like that to really help people gain a level of freedom to know what to do and how to get in God's word to continue the momentum because he doesn't right. give it to us all at once. If he showed us all of our junk at once, we couldn't handle it. We, we couldn't. It would just, you know, he says he'll not put us under more than he can bear. And sometimes I know sometimes we all go, wait a minute. This is really pretty close here, Lord. But, but the reality is, is that transition and that road to freedom. So if you had to define freedom, how would you define freedom? How would I define freedom? Yes. Well, I want to back up for just a minute and talk about what I'm just going and visiting uh, in jail. You know, that's where the Lord finally showed me freedom versus prison is, you know, people are in prison and, and they have those walls. And I was visiting one day and he's like, truly, those are the what we put up invisible walls. We walk around in, in the prison of our mind, you know, every day. And he goes, I have come to set the captives free. But then he also says some people are staying in prison by choice, Maggie. Some yeah. people are staying in bondage by choice because A, they're afraid of what it will look like if they step out. B, they don't they don't know how. But a lot of people I think stay there because of fear. You know, it's it and a lot of times it, it's easier. One of the people, one of the, that I was working with who was getting out of prison, he's like, I kind of want to go back because it was easy there. Everything was paid for. I had food, I, I had roof over my head. You know, and so we have to break that mindset, right? Because Christ says, I'll give you everything you need. 
right? And it may be a little harder stepping out of your prison walls than staying in. Christ will give us everything we need. Um, so freedom to me, I don't know. I think about that one verse that says, throw everything off when you're running your race, everything off that hinders you. And I think about a little girl dancing and twirling out on the grass with her favorite dress on, and she's just so free. There's no chains. There's no hindrance. She's just free to be who she is, a beautiful child of God, not caring or comparing what anyone else thinks. And her prison walls, her chains, everything just falls off. And she it's kind of like Cinderella. She's twirling and dancing. And all of a sudden she comes into this beautiful, beautiful princess, fully grown with the most beautiful dress on. And to me, that is just freedom, just being able to be who God created us to be with no hindrances, nothing holding us back, you know, no comparison and just letting down all those walls. Wow. That's powerful. That's so powerful. You know, I've met some people that are in prison that are freer than people walking around here. And it is so true. We do put ourselves uh, in those invisible walls. Um, I use, I've used in this illustration where I have blocks and I have different attributes of things that I've gone through and I would build a wall and, and literally I thought I was protecting myself. I really did. Uh, you know, building those walls. But what I was is I was, I was, literally in there with the enemy and you know the, the he had captivated me with the mind you know and just yeah. bombarded me with all the things that I was not and would never be you know I was an eighth grade dropout you know I had spent a couple of weeks in my freshman year and got kicked out of school because I was a wild child but right. I ended up going back and now I have a master's degree. So when I go into detention centers and talk to kids and, you know, they're telling me, well, you know, I've done messed up with school. I can't go back and all of this. I'm going, no, no, God is not done with your story. There's right. on the other side. And so I think that's what's so powerful about life coaching. Mm -hmm. you know, with counseling, we go back and we deal with the root issues and we help people right. gain, you know, level of freedom for them to walk out of the situation. Mm -hmm. But I love the coaching aspect and you may or may not agree. I think you probably would agree that we take them where they're at and it's goal focused. It's like, yeah. oh, what is God saying to you? And getting that and then being that cheerleader, being that person of accountability to help people reach those goals. What is your favorite type of coaching? When and Do you have a specialty? Like, do you prefer to work with one people type more than the other or is it just different seasons? You know, it's really just different seasons for me. It's, it's really I'm really good. The Lord brings a lot of people who've been in trauma in my life to coach and to counsel. Um, and just to see them make those little steps, take those little steps forward, which are actually become a bigger, you know, bigger steps. But, you know, I think everything is a season and, you know, we've got to take the, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? We have to take the discipline that we're not, I'm thinking of, of, of an Ironman race again, there's three disciplines. And so everyone has strong characteristics. Everyone has weak characteristics. Everyone has strong skills and weak skills. We find those weak skills and we build upon those weak skills to make them stronger so that you are so well-rounded that all your, your skills are strong. Because if, if one part is weak, it's going to pull down. So you want every part of your body, mind, and spirit to be a working unit together. And it can't be that way if we're living in the past or we're living in our bondage or we're living in our sin. We can't be a whole person. Absolutely. And that is so true. And I think uh, one of the major things that people struggle with is in their soulish realm with their mind and their will and their emotions. And that overtakes everything. And it makes yeah. it hard to, to, to really even grow spiritually. And 
Yes. Yeah. It, it, it normally starts in the morning. As soon as your feet hit the ground, it's the first thing. What are you thinking on? What are you thinking about? Are you thinking about what you were doing last night? Are you thinking about, oh, I messed up yesterday? What are you thinking on this morning? Are you, are you thinking on what God's word says? You know, we want to be the type of women, and I'm sure you've heard this before, that when our feet hit the floor, the devil shudders and says, oh, no, she's awake. That's we right. Can't, if we're not renewing our mind, if we're living in past bondage, if we're not taking those steps to make ourselves stronger, we're not going to be the, that kind of mom, wife, mother, counselor, life coach. You know, we're going to we're going to be stuck in our negative thought process. And I was reading a, a, an article the other day that said, you know, we speak we can speak life over ourselves and believe what Jesus Christ says or we speak death and believe what the devil says. And when we start speaking that death in the atmosphere, Maggie. That's what plays out in our life. Yes. And it takes, you know, it takes time to renew your mind and to stop agreeing with the devil and start really agreeing with God. And it, you may have to replay those. I am the righteousness of Christ. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, I'm the first and not the last speaking those things out as though they are. And eventually your mind will catch on, mm. you know, and I think about the Holy Spirit. And I know this is a funny analogy, but as liquid plumber, you know, the Holy Spirit <laughs> In. I know it, I know I sound it sounds funny, but he gave me this analogy the other day. It's like he's coming in and he's just cleansing and pushing yes. so that he, the Holy Spirit, fills our temple, this atmosphere. And then once he fills this atmosphere, he fills the whole atmosphere. Yeah. You know? Yes, yeah. yeah. so it's so important to get filled up, cleaned up, so we can walk in an overflow and, yes. and to be able to impact the world around us, regardless of what our sphere of influence is, whether it's, you know, 10, you know, 10 year olds or, you know, and you're a teacher or whether you're toddlers at home with a mom or you're in the corporate world. You know, I was in marketplace ministry for a long time and wow. we have got to be walking in that. And so that people literally, you know, I, I forget who it was. It was one of the great theologians that said, you know, preach the gospel, you know, daily and use words when necessary. Right. Right. And so yeah. I love that. I love the liquid plumber thing. So I know, isn't that funny? But it's true. It's like, and we can't allow, I mean, it, it won't happen if there's bitterness, if there's unforgiveness, if there's condemnation, we've got to get rid of what Jesus already got rid of on the cross so that we can be free to be who he's created us to be. And so that we can live from the overflow and be Jesus. I mean, Jesus said, you will do more than what I did. These signs will follow who believe. And I believe that. And I've got to keep myself above reproach. Yes. Still with the Holy Spirit so that I can minister healing and hope to other people. Wow. That's so powerful. So powerful. I mean, I used to wake up every morning depressed, oppressed you know, full of anger of, of where my life was and, and what was happening. And, you know, um, but by the grace of God, you can get up in the morning and rejoice, even though maybe things haven't changed yet. You know, the scriptures tell us that weeping endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. So every day we have an opportunity. And I love what you said about what we're putting first thing in the morning, you know, get, get your worship music on, get your, get your word in you, get your devotion, get something's feeding your spirit, whatever you feed will grow. And, you know, right. 
it, it's just a fact. And if you speed feed your spirit, it will start to give you um, the hope of glory to be able to deal with those tough things that we have to deal with in our soulish realm as the Lord brings these things out. So, wow, Trudy, we could go on for hours, girl. I just love your heart and your passion for the Lord. It's such, it's such an honor to have you on here today. Tell the viewers how they can catch the show. I know you mentioned uh, you're on local in Atlanta and you're all over the world, but if someone was not in your area, how can they, what, what is the website and how can they reach out or catch the view? You guys have got to catch this. There's some great topics on here. So, and they talk about the tough stuff, the things that people um, need to talk about. I'm just serious. We need to talk about these things and they don't water yeah. it down either. No, we definitely need to be bold, especially in these days, Maggie. We need, we need to be bold. We're called to be bold. And so we, we try to do our best to be as bold and as loving as we can. But you can go to the ChristianView.tv, and we have a website there. And from there, you can watch all of our YouTube channels. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Christian View TV. Um, you can find us on Facebook. We have a Christian View Facebook page, and you can find me at TrudySimmons.net. Excellent. And we'll go back and we'll put those links in the broadcast here. We want to thank the viewers on Periscope, uh, Facebook and YouTube. And for those of you that might be listening to this on Anchor uh, with the podcast. But Trudy, if you had to leave the audience with one key, just one key of something that was really going to encourage them today, uh, what would that be? You know, I think it would be that. There's no greater love than Jesus Christ. And no matter what you're going through, it hasn't caught God by surprise. He's right there with you. There was a book I was reading and it said that he's only a breath away. He's only a breath away. And all you have to do is say the name of Jesus Christ. And that's it because he loves you so much. And what you're going through right now did not catch God by surprise. What you're going through tomorrow didn't catch God by surprise because you're the apple of his eye and he loves you. The revelation of the love of God. There's nothing like it. You know, I, I when I could not love myself, yet he loved me, you know. Yeah. So I want to thank you, Dr. Trudy. Uh, I hope to have you back on the show sometime because I know I can just talk to you for hours. And I'm sure the viewers would love that as well. We want to thank everybody for watching. Make sure that you like this, share this with someone that needs a word of encouragement. And make sure you check out the links once I put them in there in a little bit. Have a blessed day. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.